Hey everyone, welcome to The Breakdown. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. We are so glad that you are here and we have been making waves. We told yes, you we last have. week yes, it's going to we be an amazing yep. time. And uh, we are into VBS now. And it's really exciting. I have to say, I've been talking to some people who don't necessarily come to mm-hmm. his Providence Church. My sister, in fact, and she's been bringing her kids to our Vacation Bible School for years, pretty much because we have the best one. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't want to put anybody down, but we have an amazing Vacation Bible an School amazing- here. VBS. I love all the decorations. Yeah. So, but I even growing up at my church, I loved VBS. That's what I'm saying. It was and an amazing time. It was so fun, and we thought it was the best thing yeah. ever. We looked forward to it every single year. Yeah. Um, and I think that highlights uh, something really important is, um, you know, with our kids. I think sometimes we, as adults, we can just see that the the decorations yep. and maybe the themes seem a little hokey. But to kids, it means a lot. It sure does. And they get to see their friends, and we want to have our kids in a place where we're going to reinforce. Uh, the teachings of Christ and what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our children. Yeah, absolutely. And having children who have grown up, I grew up going to vacation Bible school, you did. And to see it's like the one thing that outlasts generations. It just goes from one generation to the next. And now to have children who are serving in it, it's it's really amazing. So we're here. I don't know if you can make out everything, but we get a nice sailboat behind us. Thank you, Roger. Got the tiki bar or whatever it is. I don't really know, but it's really awesome. I'm glad to have it behind us. They're going to buy us a yacht next week. (laughs) That's what I I heard. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Luxury, luxury yeah, we're going yacht. out. You've been pushing this whole uh, breakdown budget. It's there awesome. There we go, yeah. <laughs> hey, just want to give a quick shout out once again to Haley, David, and Alex. They are so awesome behind the scenes, making this happen every single week. So thanks, guys. Yes. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Um, rolling back to Sunday. Pretty amazing, amazing service. It was you know, wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. I mean, and one of the things that we love about having the breakdown is we come to church and we're not just doing the breakdown. We're not just here to hear a message. We're here for the whole experience because we value the presence of God mm-hmm. at His Providence Church. And so if you were here for a service, Pastor Rob got up and he began to share a word that the Lord had given him, which has been resonating with me. You're at your job, not just for a job, but you're on assignment. Yes. And then we saw him move into praying in tongues. And I was so glad with what Pastor Zach did. Right, because I think if, if you're new to our church or you're new to um, a church that moves in the spirit like ours, some of the um, some of the things that happen, they can seem like they're not as orderly as yeah. some other denominations or other church services. And it might seem a little odd to you, but we have basis for all of this in, in sure scripture. Do. And sure what's do. happening is very scriptural. So I really appreciated what Pastor Zach did by providing a little teaching moment on that. Um, because tongues is for today. Uh, Some people would say that it's not for today, that the role of the Holy Spirit is more to help us to understand Scripture. And that is true. That is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit teaches us and guides us into truth, but the Holy Spirit also ministers to us and empowers us with spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those gifts is the gift of tongues. And so... The gift of tongues is something that uh, it's very unique to each person, yeah. um, and you can seek that gift, and the Holy Spirit will will meet you in that. Uh, what's interesting, it was really interesting for me personally, because yeah. when I was away last week, I was actually talking to one of my friend's moms down there, and um, we were talking about tongues, and I was talking about how like I don't speak in tongues yet, but... Um, I, I I would like to, yeah. and and she was really challenging me on how, yes, you just press into that, and the heart of that that experience is first surrendering and worshiping 
worshiping God yeah, and it. allowing yourself to be a vessel and then stepping into that. Mm-hmm. And it can seem a little scary, but it is like a, it's like a little kid learning a language. Yes. Like you just, you grow in that. Yeah. Um, so I am also exploring that with you as well. I, I actually love that. I think that's so cool. And that's what makes our church and our cultural car, culture so dynamic is that we come from different backgrounds and we celebrate that. For so long, churches have been divided and we keep making more and more groups, more and more denominations based on what we believe or don't believe or what we agree upon right. or what we don't agree upon. And what I love about being here is that we gather together and we settle on what we agree upon and we're okay to share as we're Absolutely. growing together. Absolutely. Because I know like for me, naturally, I want to have um, God in a way that I can like completely understand everything. Yeah. And the scripture does present these ideas in a way that we can understand, but the walking it out, that is sometimes not as concrete as, you know, reading a book. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's an adventure and we have to grow in it and we have to throw ourselves into it and trust that the Lord is going to take us um, into deeper depths in him as we surrender to him and as we make ourselves willing and available. That's so, so good, Luke. So I'm curious to see where that goes for me for personally. For you personally. Yes. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to say too, um, if you weren't here for a service to hear this explanation, Pastor Zach gave probably the best five-minute teaching on tongues that I have heard. He made a quick distinction between the role of tongues in the corporate setting, which was really, really good. He broke down the scripture. Yes. And the personal application of tongues to edify your spirit. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe it. And we get into this at School of the Spirit, and that's a great mm-hmm. segue with the summer. You know, we're well into summer, but the school year's around the corner, and we are super excited yes, about School are. of the Spirit. That's so fair. we want to encourage you to enroll. Check out schoolofthespirit.church for more information, and we are headed into our best semester yet. I'm going to leave it at that, mm-hmm. and you're going to see more amazing things coming. But we want to get right into kind of how we transitioned from worship into the message. And before we got into the message, whoa, what a powerful experience with Pastor Mark Soresby. Mm -hmm. Just a really amazing story about forgiving the nightmare Um, and just having everyone in that environment, hearing the story and the testimonies and then seeing, wow, this is amazing to see this awesome man. And first service, he actually took time to ask forgiveness. Yes. From some of the people. I thought that was really powerful. Mm, mm. Well, and, and I think that segues into the sermon, yeah, you know, being changed in the circumstances. Yeah. Like as we walk with the Lord, we are, it's not that our circumstances go away yeah. or that they, that they don't cease to exist. It's that we are changed and um, a greater good is accomplished through us in, in those, in those circumstances. It's so good. And his, his personal testimony, that of forgiveness being the key um that's that's really 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 powerful um and i think if we all look at our own lives we'll see how um like i know for me it's it was surrendering to god and not always um fighting how he had made me or comparing myself to other people yeah but understanding no i god i want you i don't want this idea of what i want luke to, to look like um, and I want you and, and I'm surrendering myself to you. And then you show me who I am. Mm. And then for, for Pastor Mark, for him, it, it's, you know, his story is so tied to what he to what he went through. And, I, and, and it's I've seen that with other people. And yeah. it's you have to forgive. Um, and it's hard. It's hard for it's me even here to, to just talk about this because, you know, hearing stories like that and, and coming into contact with, with so many of you where you have lived lives that are so much harder than mm. mine, but I'm, I'm impacted by what you walk through and how your forgiveness, um, 
has transformed your life. You know, I want to say too, a key ingredient and really the major component, and Pastor Zach talked about this, the reason that he wanted Mark to come in is because part of our ministry, we have found the key to success and the major component is the forgiveness piece. And one thing that helped me with forgiveness was really asking the Holy Spirit. This is a practice that I learned here, asking the Holy Spirit or asking the Father to reveal to you how he sees that person who has offended you. And when you really open up your heart, you begin to realize like, wow, they're just another broken person. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came for every broken person. That Amen. That's really sealed it for me, Luke. Like I've been able to really systematically release yes. a lot of yes. the pain yeah. because the Holy Spirit has revealed to me how mm -hmm. the Father sees them. I'm like, wow. Okay, then what can I do to hold this against them? So we'll hope he picked up the book. It was a great buy. Great to have Mark here. And I guess he's going to be on the 700 Club. So that's yeah, going to be really exciting. Awesome. So we want to get into Pastor Zach's message now. One of my all-time favorite passages and all-time favorite Psalms. And, you know, ultimately we want to be, we want to be that person that's like the tree planted by the rivers of living water. We want to bring forth our fruit in season. We don't want our leaves to wither and we want everything we touch to prosper. Yes. So if you're paying attention and you look back, you, you get to see, okay, if I want to be that tree, then these are the things that I need to not do. And these are the things that I need to do. And I love that Pastor Zach broke down that progression of walk, stand, sit. I had some great imagery going on in my mind as he was preaching. So I want right. to hear your take and, and just kind of get into it a little bit. Well, but. I thought it was really cool how um, you have that, you have the progression. Yeah. Um, but even though it's presented very clearly, it's very subtle in how we walk this out. It's true. Um, and we don't always realize that we are walking in the ways of the world or that we're taking counsel mm. from the ways of the world. That was world. a big point. You know, don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Yeah. That word wicked I know. is very strong. Yeah. We don't, I, I don't really use that word often at all no. these days at all. Especially not correlating to the world. Correct. And Zach was saying that's, that's the equation right there. Right. And it's like, but anything that is not of God falls under wickedness. Wicked. Yeah. Um, and you know, in, in second Corinthians 11, 14 through 15, when Paul's writing to the Corinthians, he says, you know, he warns them. He's like, you know, Satan himself disguises himself mm. as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. And, you know, Pastor Zach said, you know, Satan attends church. Satan shows up. He yeah. wants to be here because he wants to disrupt what's going on. Absolutely. And he doesn't always come in looking wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we are taking counsel from the world, what that looks like, I think, as Satan as an angel of light, is you're you're going to the world for advice. Um, maybe you have a friend that is not a believer, and they give some good advice, yeah. maybe some self help advice, um, some even a, a secular counselor. They're going to have some good advice yeah. because there is trial and error and we do learn and there are psychological studies and all truth will eventually in some way reinforce God's truth. Right. But if it's not being presented from the worldview of the Bible yeah. or in a way that is going to direct us back to Christ, then that's the counsel of the world. Yeah. And that's a, it's very, very, very subtle. Yeah. 
It's true too. And and second service, I believe it was somebody actually shouted out when Pastor Zach said, "Okay, who do we get counsel from?" And you know, you get to all the regulars, and then woman in the front row just said, "I think it was Esther." She's like, "Pastors," and right. he's like, "Yes, yeah." I'm glad you said that because we could get like off color or wicked counsel from a, from a pastor. And I want to say this too, just to take it another step further. If we're looking for counsel that's contrary to anything the Lord has already specifically told us, that's running after listening to the counsel of the wicked. Because mm. if the Holy Spirit is speaking to our heart and through the word and telling us what we should do and leading us by good counsel with how we should be living, if we don't want to follow that voice, if we don't want to follow that word, we could be looking for anything else that's contrary to that. Right. And so I think it's really important right. to say, okay, I want to share some of this imagery that was coming to me. You know, if you're starting down this path, Pastor Zach also brought up that it's a lot easier, even bringing in the physics, it's a lot easier to redirect a moving object than it is to move an object from a stopped position. And so mm -hmm. if we're walking down the road, I kept having this image of we're going, we're like the salmon, we're going against the grain, we're going upstream. And the more people that we're bumping, mm -hmm. the more it's causing us to slow down, the more our ear right. leans in to hear what the world has to say until we stop mm -hmm. and we're standing mm -hmm. in the place of the scoffer. Now we're letting all of that come into our ears and then finally we sit at that place. I right. could not let go of that imagery that was going on the whole time because it's so easy. It's a natural yeah. digression, yeah. you know? And what was what what I was thinking about is um, the, there's a difference between stopping the way it is presented here and being still in the presence of God. It's good. You know, because when you're still in the presence of God, there isn't, an, it's an active rest. Yeah, you're actively And you resting, are waiting. still pursuing in the spirit. You're still pursuing the Lord and his truth. But maybe it's like you have to, you have to, we have to take those times where we're going to be still and listen for him. But there's mm. an activeness to it. Yeah. But the stopping as it's presented here in Psalm 1 and the way Zach um, fleshed it out for us, it's, you're just, you're, you're not doing anything. Mm. And so you have all these things coming at you. You're, you're not, you're not, you, there's, you're not in an athletic stance. You're, you're just standing there and you're just going to get taken down. Yeah. And so when that happens, yeah, you're going to get trampled upon. And what you desire now is a place to sit. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really good. You just want to rest. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, yeah, so well, you've absorbed all these things that are coming at you. And now you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to mock the things of God. Yeah, I even go back. Because you won't understand them. You, you really won't. It, it'll become something you're not really understanding and comprehending. I go back to that image that I saw. You know, there was that old song. I believe it was The Verve, uh, Bittersweet Symphony, and he's walking. This goes way yeah. back. I mean, he's, the, the video is him walking and everybody's bumping into him, right. you know, as he's walking down the street. And finally, I think that's how we have to be careful. Again, our end result is to be that tree planted by the rivers of living water. And if we allow circumstances or if we allow counsel of people to keep weighing on us, we're going to come to that place. And I would say one of the most profound statements that Pastor Zach made in his message was that there's a place prepared for you to sit. It's not just sitting down in the middle of the street. It's actually been prepared for you. That's where the enemy wants you to sit and to set up shop. That would be his purpose mm. and his goal to get you to the place where you're just, and then at that place, you're sitting at that place and that's all you're hearing is all that scoffing and all that wickedness, all that lawlessness. Um, and again, that lawlessness is anything that's contrary right. 
to the word of God and how God has already directed you, which means we actually need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listening Correct. in as we're Correct. walking. Right. And we have to, we have to like catch the wind of the spirit. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And that requires us to be active for us to be active in the word. And then also for us to be active in the spirit, to listen, to listen with our hearts and going our hearts to the word, comparing what we're receiving, measuring everything against the word. And Mm. that's, that's why pastor Zach said, I I think he said it in, in first service. He definitely said in second service, anything that he, he's like, anything that I say, you should, you should be checking that. Absolutely. Because we, we all, we're still human. And the word of God is our standard. We never should have any one person mm-hmm. higher in our estimation than the word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and we've talked about this before on the show that anytime we have an experience mm-hmm. or or anytime we have a word that's coming to us and it seems like it doesn't fit mm-hmm. with the word, we have to let go of that experience. We have to let go of that counsel yeah. and we have to let the yeah. word stand. I always get this image right mm-hmm. here. I have to make it align. So I've got to make that yes. counsel align to the word yes. of God. And if it doesn't, I'm yeah. going to let it go. Right, right. Which is really critical. Yeah. I've been, um, uh, Luke Cash sends me a lot of Chris Valentin stuff. Okay. Um, and I was listening to some of his his prophetic uh, teachings and one thing that he's always challenging those who are active in the prophetic is you need to read your bible absolutely you need to read your bible so that you can weigh what you're receiving in the spirit against the word yeah because god and this is one of the things we teach this is why we so like cash you got to come to school of the spirit because (laughs) you you are not going to have any new revelation that's outside of the word of god it's going to be fresh but it's got to be mirrored to the scripture and the word of god yeah so we have this progression or this digression of you're walking you're standing and then you're sitting and that's a dangerous place to be when you're sitting because now we have to get you up. The Holy Spirit's got to get you up and get you moving in the right mm-hmm. direction. And even hearing Pastor Zach was saying, hey, if you're if you're just moving forward and you're wondering if you're going the right direction, keep going because the Holy Spirit has a way of making even the crooked path straight. Right. That's Proverbs 3, right. 5, and 6. He directs our path, literally translates to, he makes the crooked path straight. So if you're moving and you're listening and your ear is attentive to the Holy Spirit, God's going to direct you because you're hungry and you're thirsty. Right. And I think it's it's important to emphasize that that course correction yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because when, when we raise our sails and the Holy Spirit starts to, um, you know, get us on that on that right path, that that's a process. It is. It is a process, but it's 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 something that has to happen, and it can feel like because we all want instantaneous change, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. it's a it is a process, and it's learning to walk by the spirit. You so know, Paul good. says, "Walk in the spirit; you won't fulfill des- the desires of the flesh." Yeah. And in in Ephesians four, um, he says, "As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves." and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of people, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head that is Christ. So that emphasis of growing up, there's a progression. Yeah, there is. You know, and like we don't want to be tossed about. That's right. But that happens in the spirit. And how does he say it there? It's by speaking the truth in love. So there is a, I take in the truth. Yep. 
and I know this is the truth from the spirit and by scripture, and then I speak it, mm. and I speak it the way Christ does, in That's a way it. that it builds me up and builds those around me up in him as well, and together we grow. That's so good. And that's another reason we've talked about this a lot as well, to make sure that you're connected to the body and not living in an isolated place because we get that correction in love when we're connected to a body. Mm. We speak the truth in, to one another in love when we are actually together to yes. be able to hear that. So, um, you know, and then we move into this place where, okay, what is what is the meat now? Now we know what not to do. A lot of times we find out how to get to where we want to be and, and do what we want to do by finding out what we should not do. So we're not going to do everything we just talked about, walk in the way and walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the place of sinners and sit at the seat of the scoffer. But what? We're going to meditate, chew the cud. We've talked, I think mm -hmm. Jamal was on the show talking about that before, chewing the cud, meditating on the word. This was a really cool explanation, day and night. Yes. Not just day and night, but the season, the season of life. I thought this was a great explanation. Yeah, I like that a lot. And you see that a lot when you read Psalms, because mm -hmm. uh, David is very um, artistic in yeah. how he portrays, you know, the experience of walking with the Lord. And that's, and, you know, that's something that I, I think as you read Psalms, really take that in. Like David is living this out. Yeah. He's and he's writing about his experience in the spirit with the Lord, walking with him. Um, and that day and night, it's more than just the the physical season, the physical time of day. It's that seasons of those seasons of life. It and is. David experienced that. You know, he had those times where he was hiding in a cave. Yep. So for him, even during the day, he had to hide. So that must have felt like night all the, <laughs> all time. the time. So and we have those times in our life where it's like it's day around me, and it seems like everybody else is awake, but I feel. It's dark inside. I feel like it's nighttime for me. Yeah. And this is where we have to meditate and we have to recount the promises and the truth of God. Yeah, absolutely. And David actually says that he encouraged himself right. and the Lord. His heart instructed him in the night seasons, Psalm mm -hmm. 16 talks about. And so there are those dark seasons of life right. that we all go through. And we have to be able to stir up the gift. We have to be able to yes. stir up the word inside yes. of us. Another reason why that word has to be in us. Mm -hmm. And I've even heard great preachers, pastors, and teachers talk about force feeding themselves the word of God. Yes. You know, sometimes yes. you got to just keep your routine. Sometimes you got to wake up at the time you always wake up, whether you feel like it or not. Right. And you got to put that word into your soul. You got to make sure it's before right. your eyes. Right. That's why God said in Deuteronomy, write it. On yes. the frontlets of your eyes, yes. put it on Amen. your wrist, Amen. keep it on your doorpost. Yes. And, and, and I've told people this before where it, you, when you're reading the Bible, it's a spiritual exercise. Yeah. So you may feel resistance. Yes, absolutely. But you have to persevere because um, we, we resist Satan and he has to flee. Yep. Um, so we, we persevere and we, we, we take the scripture in. Now, reading the scripture, sometimes it's like, wow, I read the scripture that I really needed for today. Now, other times it's you're, you're reading it. You're not, you might not know exactly how it's fitting with you today, mm -hmm. but you're going to take that into you and the Holy Spirit will now bring that to mind because you've downloaded it into it. your heart. That's good. I actually had that happen to me at church on Sunday where I was feeling the Lord in preparation for a memorial service this week. I was sensing the Lord leading me to this explanation of Lazarus and his death and his resurrection. And it was like, okay, Lord, that's really awesome for the memorial service. And I got here on Sunday morning and somebody asked me a question and the Holy Spirit brought that right mm. back and it was exactly what they needed to hear and i'm like right. wow and that just came number one from following the holy spirit and right. reading a daily reading 
having that daily chapter or that daily reading there before the Lord. I do want to make one note here as well, and, and that's that Pastor Zach made a clear distinction, and we really have to hone in on this, that, you know, meditating on the law day and night, we have to understand as New Covenant and New Testament believers that, yes, the, the law that God yeah, gave I, Moses I this. is important. Yeah, this is great. No, okay. <laughs> you know, yes, this. the law that God gave Moses <laughs> yeah. was his directive mm -hmm. at that point to keep that pure line so that the Christ Messiah might be born. But the scripture tells us clearly that Christ fulfilled the law. He said, I did not come, you know, uh, to reject the law, but I came to fulfill it. And in mm -hmm. Christ's fulfillment of the law, here's the secret sauce. Right. That law has been fulfilled in us. Yes. Romans 8 teaches us that the righteous requirement of the law, which we couldn't satisfy, Jesus did for us. Right. And so that's now fulfilled in us. So that's the scripture yeah, we need to meditate yeah. on. It's those new covenant right. doctrines that we right. have to bring in. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we approach reading the Bible as like, I am preparing for a test. Mm. I am preparing for an exam. And this is going to and the exam is so that I can, you know, make myself right with God. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that exam, God already gave you a hundred percent pass because yeah. Jesus took that Jesus test for you. It. Yes. So now you That's just good. get to read this and grow in it, knowing that the work is done. Yes. And that takes so that brings us into so much freedom. It really does. I mean, it's the reason it's called the New Testament. Right. It's the last will and testament. Mm. It's the fulfillment of God's original desire. So we're reading what we have become beneficiaries right. of this oneness, this relationship. And so that's really, it's so important that we make that our meditation. Because if not, Luke, we all have come from backgrounds, or, or many of us, I should say, have come from backgrounds where we've experienced a lot of religious spirit, a lot of legalism, and we thought we were made righteous by that. And the truth is, Christ already satisfied it. He already made us righteous. We get to soak in that. Right. And even if we didn't think that you know, as categorically as you portrayed, it's something that Satan is always going to try to get you to think. Yeah. You know, always try to analyze, all right, so how is Satan trying to get me to think that I'm co-earning myself? Yeah, yeah, come on. That's good. You know, because Christ, Christ fulfilled the law. Yeah. It's already Christ, been satisfied. Christ, yeah, he, he fulfilled the penalty for our sins. Mm -hmm. And now we grow in him. You know, and I, I think that, that's something that I'm still, I'm still oh, feeling forever, man. and growing We're in that. Be it's like, it out. wow, like I don't have to do anything. I get to do these things and I get to flow in the spirit. Yeah, God himself prophesies yeah. these things through the prophets. We right. see it in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and he says, I'm going to do away with the old, and I'm going to bring in a new, and in fact, I'm going to write my law on their heart and put it in their mind. Right. And so by receiving Christ, we already have right. the fulfillment of the law right. inside of us, and so we desire yeah. to do his will. And, and the question that I feel God asking me is like, yeah, you get to do these things, and it's how deep do you want to go? Mm. How far out to sea do you want to go? That's good. Great, great analogy with our making waves here too. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the final thing is bringing it home to blessed. Yes. What does it mean to be blessed? Do you ever stop and think about that? I love it. He, you know, All blessed, no stress. Yeah. We, we throw it out there so flippantly like love. We throw it out there so flippantly. And yet, what does it mean to be blessed? Hey, it does not mean to be lucky. No, it does not. It's really good. Why don't you tell us what it means? Because I think it needs to reverberate off of our, our hearts today. To be blessed, I would say, is to feel the fullness of of the Lord in your situation mm. to know that he is your provider, that he takes care of all of our needs. Um, 
and there's it's walking that out it's an adventure of blessing yeah it's not a okay like this is going to happen that's going to happen it's going to look exactly like this no it's he shows up in your life and he's he blesses you in ways that are deeply meaningful to you yeah and it's positional with you in christ yes. it's not circumstantial no. it's already where you are you are positioned for blessing you are already blessed god says i will bless those who bless you as he said to abraham mm. so because we are part of that heritage and heirs and joint heirs with christ we are that blessing and so it's really cool to see how we get to walk in that and and discover that if we just stay firmly mm-hmm. planted by the rivers of water we have to be in that place then everything we touch will prosper yeah and I, and i think as we walk in blessing it it then frees us up um to bless others because when we understand that everything that we have everything that we're equipped with comes from the lord um then when we're when we're seeing other people we can call out what the lord is doing in them absolutely and we can speak life into them mm-hmm. you know because paul does talk about that too you know we're supposed to speak to each other in psalms hymns hymns and spiritual songs yeah and pastor zach mentioned how in christ like we have a new language we have yeah, a we new do. way of of talking um and when we talk to each other it should be like wow you just sang a worship song to me with mm. what how you treated me how you spoke to me and when we walk in that blessing, we're not go- we're not going to interact with people in a way that we're trying to get something from them. That's right. It's no, I'm giving, giving to you something. because I know the Lord is providing for me, and He's my sustainer, and He's your sustainer as well. And we're just building each other up into Christ. It's awesome. That's really really good. You know, I hope that we hope that this message and this experience mm-hmm. this past Sunday was really just a good foundation to come back to. You know, especially if um, if you feel like you've gotten a little offbeat, just to come back to that place of getting back in the Word, getting back into fellowship, and spending time with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to grow and to walk in that blessing that's already been provided for you. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we close with some prayer and just trust the Absolutely. Lord for what He wants to do? Would you lead sure. us? Okay. Oh, Father, we thank you uh, that you are living and active, and that your Word is living mm-hmm. and active and effective. You, and so, Father, we just pray that. Um, you would guide us as we seek to walk in your ways, as we uh, desire to follow you into the best that you have for us. And so, Father, we just pray that you would give each of us discernment to know how um, we are walking in the ways of the world or how maybe we're we're leaning towards the wisdom of the world and not your truth. And so, Father, we pray that you would correct us in that, mm-hmm. um, that you would give us that insight. And, Father, we just pray that... Uh, we would see how you are blessing us, how you are at work in our lives, even when we are not aware of it, even when we were walking in in a rebellion or maybe we are walking in in a way we're we're just focusing on the night, but Father, you are present with us in the night. And so, Father, we pray that you would show us that uh, so that we can, our roots can grow down deeper into you and we can just be um, trees of life where people can can find rest for their souls and we can we can guide them to you point them back to you um, in Jesus name amen amen all right thank you so much for joining us this week I'm Kurt and I'm Luke that's the breakdown see you next week it's all right. it's all-